Hasten the coming of the Lord. Father Dan told me this story this week. He, he went and visited the second grade classroom because they're preparing for their first confessions. And this girl's like, Father Dan, I feel embarrassed to tell someone my sins. So Father Dan, putting, wanting to put her to ease, said, you know, adults also can feel embarrassed to tell someone their sins. And this little girl goes, oh. <laughs> it was also enjoyable to see Father Dan do that. But it was nice. There's something very humbling and exposing about, acknowledge, about acknowledging when we're weak, when we've messed up. That we all want to come across as big and strong and I have it all figured out. But John the Baptist reminds us that our invitation from God is to repent, to turn back. And the way that he calls people to do that, to prepare the way of the Lord, is to acknowledge their sins. There's something, it's so, I think people come to me and they worry in confession. They're like, gosh, I just feel so like, Father Matt, you're going to think less of me. I was like, actually, it's the opposite. Because I'm a human being with my own sins and my own need to go to confession. And I see you with your courage and coming and your desire to grow in your relationship with God. And frankly, I find that inspiring. And I pray for the grace to be able to live that way myself. Advent is a time, yes, we, we remember Christ's first coming. But really, the, the whole season is to prepare for Christ's second coming, that we could prepare the way, that we would stand ready for that day when God comes again. Or if my death comes before he comes again, then I would be ready for that day. But it's interesting that we're told to, that we can help hasten his coming. Does God, does God need me to hasten his coming? Does God, does God need me to prepare the way for him to be able to come to me? On one hand, not necessarily. God can do anything. But God, who is a gentleman, so to speak, waits for us to open the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He who opens the door, I will come in and have supper with him. That what God desires with us is communion. He doesn't even desire necessarily, like, he doesn't wait for our perfection. If God was waiting for my perfection, well, he'd be waiting a long time, you know? But what does he want with me? He, he wants communion. He wants to be with me, especially in the areas where I feel weak and broken. We're given this image today from Isaiah about making a highway for our God, that every, every valley shall be filled in and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And part of the symbolism there is, you know, sometimes I can feel really low. Like, especially, you know, right? Isn't it like late at night that I look in the mirror and I can just feel like, oh, this is my life. Or I, I, I did it again. 
I feel so weak. And, and God wants to, to, to meet us there and to say, no, 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 you're, I, I love you. You're, you're worth more than that. It's, it's okay. That God wants to meet us in our lowliness and lift us up. God wants to meet us in our sin and brokenness and, and lift us up. But we can also at times say, you know what, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need any help. I'm a, I'm a recovering, I don't need any help kind of guy. Um, and so part of my remedy, I'll just offer that to you, is if someone offers me help, now I say yes. It sounds so simple, right? Like, I'm, I'm the take all the groceries in one load kind of guy, you know, I'm even on one arm. And it's like, can I help you with that? And it's like, yeah, thank you, actually. Because what does that do? It, it, it kind of invites somebody into, into where I'm at, like, and allows them to help me. Um, hey, can I help you with that? And it's like, yes. And so it's, it's helping me, instead of having it all together, to, to practice like, yes, I, I can acknowledge a need for help that I have. That I don't have it all figured out. I, part of this, one way we can hasten the coming of the Lord too, one way we can hasten our own healing. Um, I started, about two years ago, I started going back to see a counselor and it's, it's just interesting, you know, the more you talk to a counselor, the more you realize you need a counselor. But, uh, you know, <laughs> like, but before that, it's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I got it all figured. I'm, I'm strong. And, and life has a way, when we think we have it all figured out, of, of breaking us down. And, and I don't want God to have to do that to me. Like, I'd rather just come humbly to him and say, God, I need, I need your help. To go to my counselor and say, ah, it was a hard week or whatever, you know. And, and, and it's in that place that they help us, God helps us to be, to be built up. You know, the spiritual masters, any path towards God, like I want to grow in my relationship with God, the first step they all say is go to confession. They say acknowledge your sins. And I think there's a lot of Catholics that if we, I know this is the, the fact because if all Catholics went to confession every, every month, like we couldn't just do confession for an hour before mass. It'd have to be like three hours a day. So it's like the data backs up that we're, we're not necessarily pr- taking advantage of that gift we have. We're not growing in that virtue of humility. Um, and so that's available to us. And that's, that's the way I, I need that as well, like to go to confession, um, and to say, I, I need some help. Um, I'd rather not think about where I'm weak, but it's precisely by thinking about where I'm weak that I grow the most. Does that, does that make sense? I think, I think we, we feel like if I look at my weakness, then I'm just going to overemphasize it and make a big, bigger deal of it than it is. It's like, no, but by actually facing difficult things head on, it's the fastest way through them. Jesus goes to the cross head on, and it's the fastest way to new life and resurrection. And so what can we do? How can we help hasten the coming of the Lord? It's by hastening the opening of the door, by by giving him permission to come and do what he will 
what he, what he wants to do in our lives. I've been, this image of a highway is always in my mind because the I-17 and I are friends. And so he's, in, in 2022, you may have known this, the, you know, the state of Arizona began that ambitious project to widen the I-17 between Anthem and Sunset Point. And it's, they were planning it for a long time before that, but it's, it's, been three, it's gonna be three years of construction in the, at a cost of 522 million, a cool half billion. Um, and, and that's just overwhelming. And, but it's interesting because if you've ever, and I have a couple times, if you sat on the I-17 when there's been an accident or a forest fire or something, a little brush fire, and you sit there and you're like, you feel stuck and it feels terrible. Which is a lot like when you and I, when we find ourselves in the, the pit of our brokenness, it feels like it's never gonna change. It feels like it's always gonna be this way. Like, am I ever gonna get over this? But in this, this project that they're doing, it's just, it's truck by truck of dirt that I, I see every Monday night when I drive down to Phoenix, you know, to see my mom. And, and, you get, you, and, it's, and it's actually over time, it's, it's progress. That they are literally moving mountains. I don't know what they're doing at the Bumblebee exit, but it's big. Like they're like we're moving a mountain right now as we speak. But it's it's happening. That maybe it's possible too. Jesus says if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to the, this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. How much more can God move mountains in my life if I let Him? And it makes me think. When I look back on my life and I see how I've come through some difficult times, I, you actually forget it, don't you? Like, <laughs> within two weeks, students, you're going to forget all about this semester in a sense. You're going to, um, it's like, we, we, it's like so hard. I'm never going to get through it. I'm never going to get through it. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah we, I did it. No big deal. You know, like, <laughs> and it just seems so smooth, even though it, it wasn't. And so from the front end, it looks really difficult. But from the back end, it's like so nice. Like when that I-17 is finished, like we're just going to, you're going to fly through and you're not even going to think about it. Like even getting in Phoenix to the Anthem on the I-17, I remember it was my first year in 2009 when they did that construction. And it was like, you know, and now you just fly up to Anthem and you're like, oh, now I hit the difficult. Like, and so that's how it works is if we have the courage to just, to face the difficulty, to let the Lord in, that, that it, it can seem daunting, but, but soon enough, it can feel like it's going to take a thousand years, but then in the rearview mirror, it was like a day. So that's our invitation. It doesn't mean that we're not going to, it doesn't mean we're, you know, you're still going to hit an accident or something, even years in the future, we're still going to hit some traffic sometimes. But it doesn't mean we're doing things wrong. It becomes a new opportunity to turn to God and say, God, this is a headache, this is frustrating, but I, I bring it to you, that I feel weak and low, I feel sinful, I thought I was past this, but I fell into this sin one more time, but I, I bring it to God, and he's like, it's okay, you're so much further than you've been, and with me will continue to be further than you ever thought possible. And so I can't magically make my life better today, but today can be the day that I can hasten the Lord's coming by opening the door, by acknowledging my sin, and giving him permission
to move mountains. 